Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Michelle Guzzi. Guzzi or Guzzi? Guzzi. Guzzi. I had a feeling I was going to mess that up, but anyways, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a certified hypnotherapist specializing in past life regression. She's been doing hypnotherapy for over 30 years. I don't even know how long we've known each other, but she is my teacher and mentor. I met her originally when I was doing my hypnotherapy classes and she taught one of the classes and I thought, oh, okay, she's pretty cool. I like this. Then I went on to work with her to get certified doing past life regressions. And I remember my first past life regression, which it wasn't intentional. My first past life regression was actually spontaneous. I was in a hypnotic state and somebody asked me about the first time a certain thing happened. And all of a sudden I was somewhere else for the first time. So yeah, that was my actual introduction <laughs> into past life regression. I didn't even know what it was then. So Michelle, why don't you tell us exactly what past life regression is and what it means? Because I think some people have misconceptions about what it is, or they see certain things on TV and it's not necessarily portrayed as past life regression. And I also know that there's some people who can look into people's lives and see their past lives rather than somebody going on a hypnotic journey into their past life. So if you can tell us what it is and then how you got into it, that would be amazing. I'd love to. Well, first off, thank you so much for bringing me on your show. You're awesome. This is an awesome topic and subject, and it's you know one that I specialize in. And it's probably one of the most fascinating types of therapy and treatment that I do with the hypnotherapy realm. And if you want to go into the metaphysical and the spiritual realm as well. So let's kind of dive in. So past life regression, it's just going into a deep hypnotic state and going back into a time in which you may have lived. And I never know when that's going to be. I never know where that's going to be. I never know who or what you are going to be, by the way, because you're not always human. And it gives me an opportunity to just explore those memories and those experiences of that other life and see how they may relate to you now. And if there's anything from the past that's still affecting you. And when people go through a past life, they can have a realization. Sometimes they have an aha moment, a breakthrough of, oh, well, that happened back then. This is why this may be going on with my life right now. So that's it. It's just an exploration of going back before this life, this time, this body to see who you could have been. And it's just one of the many techniques that I do with hypnotherapy. But, you know, I, I think that what might help people is, you know, both you and I know what it is with hypnosis and really what hypnotherapy is, but not everybody does. Right. And that's one of the things I'm really focused on this year, especially because I do a lot of TV and a lot of radio and it's still really, it fascinates me that people don't understand the term hypnosis. Right. What happens? So, you know, when people hear the word hypnosis, they think, oh, mind control. Oh, she's going to get the little pocket watch out and make, <laughs> or she's going to make me cluck like a chicken. 
<laughs> the cheaping thing. You got the, oh, she make me bark like a dog. And I can want me to, but that's kind of boring. But hypnosis, that is just a state of suggestibility. When we think hypnosis, I always just say, throw that word away and then put in suggestibility. And suggestibility just means a communication. So hypnosis is a communication between the conscious and the subconscious mind. So we go into hypnosis all the time. And that is the technique or the tool that I use in my hypnotherapy practice with my clients. And hypnotherapy is behavior modification counseling. So we're looking at behaviors. We're looking at how the mind and body are connected, interrelated, and then how they're processing with their programs. So hypnotherapy is the venue that I do. So that's my profession. Hypnosis is the tool. And then past life regression is just one of the modalities that allows us to explore it. So we're going to break that down today. I'll give you some really cool you know, stories, fun facts. Let's dispel any of the myths. I want to know some of your experiences because I've had so many. And I know we talked about going into spontaneous past lives. I went into one the other day, just going into a, a store. What I was seeing there, it was actually kind of, mm, it was like a costume store a little bit. And I was going through all of the different costumes and looking at some of them and some of the period pieces. And I started having some memories of, oh, I remember when I used to wear this kind of, it was like a Victorian dress. And I remember that, what it would feel like to have that type of dress on me. So I can go into that spontaneous energy. But it's the most fascinating modality that I do with people. And it's something that everybody should do. So let's break it down. Okay. Well, let's back up a little bit because it is such a fascinating modality. It's, it's really cool to do it, just putting that out there. But how did you even get into it in the first place? Oh, because, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you just wake up one day and say, oh, I think I'm going to do this. Well, unless you're just curious and you do. But <laughs> how did you get into it? Yeah. Well, I actually grew up in Alaska and I did not grow into up into a like a psychic family or metaphysical family, even though my family, my mom's side has a lot of abilities, I would say. But I grew up, you know, camping and fishing and out in the woods and working with animals and so forth and just really loving nature. But I was always in tune with things. So I could read the environment. I could read what was going on with the birds. I call them signs, you know, or symbols. I was mm -hmm. connected that way. And I had a very good friend of mine that I went to school with, my elementary friend, my best friend, and her name was Kelly. And we used to just kind of explore a lot of different things. And we found this book and it was on hypnosis and had past life regression in there. So I was nine, I'm in fourth grade. So I read this book and I knew exactly what to do. I just knew how to do a hypnotic induction. So what I figured would be really, really cool is we would go down to the darkest room in my house, mm -hmm. and that was the bathroom downstairs. And I got all these blankets and all these pillows and turn off all the lights and then put some candles around. And I had her just lie down and put her head in my lap. And I just held her head like this. So I had a pillow and I put my hands underneath her head and I rocked her head back and forth. And I just counted backwards. I think it was for like a hundred down to zero. And 
just said, when we get down to zero, we're going to go back into a past life. And she did. She immediately went into a past life and we kept journals of this. So we used to wow. all the time. And we had full-blown experiences. Now, granted, I never learned this in school. Like, there was no ancient aliens on TV back then. <laughs> you know, my mentor, my idol, Shirley MacLaine, wasn't there talking about it yet. This is way back in the 70s. And both her and I got really good at doing past lives on each other. And we could see things. There's different levels of past lives. Sometimes you're very associated where you're seeing through your own eyes and you're experiencing it through your own body. And other times you see it like it's a movie. Mm-hmm. We're there and we could go through both. And we would also have experiences to where we would both go in, just put ourselves into hypnosis, go into past lives, not say anything about it, and then come back out and say, where were you? And we would be in the same place. We would be friends or we would be family members or working together on the farm, but different bodies. You know, I would be a boy or, you know, a teacher or something. And it was so cool. And so we got good at it. We thought everybody was doing it. And then (laughs) what was happening in class is I would go to school and then we'd have history class. And then the teacher would say some stuff in the history class and I'd be sitting there like, oh, no, no. And so I'd raise my hand and the teacher would say, well, yes, you have a question. I said, well, that's not what happened. And they say, well, what do you mean? I said, well, that's not what happened. I was there. I was hanging out with Cleopatra. That's not what happened. <laughs> and, and now they think you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, now I'm, I'm a little crazy. And so had, because I was, I was there in another lifetime. So I was in the principal's office all the time. And they'd be calling my mother. Oh, there she goes again. Don't mind her. But I find that later, because a lot of stuff in the history books are really not accurate, right. we're finding out later a lot of things that I was seeing and experiencing was right. And so I want to call some of my elementary school teachers and say, see, I told <laughs> I was there. And that's what happened. That's clear. <laughs> so I started that when I was nine and then moved to uh, the Los Angeles area here in California when I was 19. And when I was about 24, I found the College of Hypnotherapy that's out there. And that was it. I went to school and started teaching and working there. And I'm 56, going on 39 now. So for my gosh, almost 30 years plus as a child. So that's how it started. And then it got into a level to where I could kind of sense it with people. I'm not, you know, this is not psychic reading. We've talked about this before. This is not psychic green psychics or people who are channelers and healers. They may look into your aura. They may look into your energy and communicate with spirit guides and so forth or light beings and get downloads and get information. I can do that, but that's not what a past life regression session is. It's you going through the process. It's you and you feeling and you hearing, and then you're telling me the information. So I've been doing it since I was nine years old, and I don't think it's ever going to stop. Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop either. Because when you do something starting that young, you just know, this is my life. And, you know, it's kind of what I'm meant to do. And that just so falls into the message that I give is about creating life your way. With you, it seems like life just came and said, hey, this is the way it's going to be. And you accepted it. And then you created upon that which is very amazing because so many people, they have gifts and they have dreams and they don't allow, or they're not in an environment where they're 
given permission to allow the things to really manifest so that they can live their lives. So then you get to be an adult and it's like, okay, life is good, but there's something missing. Or it seems like I have it all, but I'm not fulfilled. You know, so I just think it's amazing that you allowed things to just manifest for you in the way of this is my gift and I'm going to use it to help other people. That's beautifully said. Thank you. Nobody's really ever said that to me. And I think when you are more open and curious about the world, about life, about what's beyond us, what is out there in the universe and all options, you know, and I tell clients and people when they come in to do this process, I do need you to be open and curious because if you're going to analyze everything that you're seeing, it's not going to work because you may get so many different ideas coming through and visuals coming through. And then I have to help you create that story of what it is. You may have multiple past life images coming through, but if you go into the process and you're thinking, oh, well, those shoes don't match what they were wearing in 1842, you know, in Europe at that time, then your conscious mind is still too active and is going to block just the energetic flow. And honestly, that's all it is. It's energy. So our spirit, our bodies, our mind, our soul, it's just energy and energy never dies. So this is just a form that we are in. So we're tapping into the energetic realm. If you want to call it your soul or your spirit, that's fine with me, but it's energy. And how is that energy flowing throughout, you know, the different lifetimes? So it's an amazing process. And I, you know, I recommend everybody experience it, but we can go into this naturally whenever we want, if we just open those doors. And I think sometimes it's hard to open the door because I think for a lot of people, it can be scary because you're afraid of the unknown. You don't know what you're going to see, or you go in with an expectation of, oh, I must've been at this. And then you miss, you miss some of the good points because you're not open and available to see what's actually going to flow to you. Because I know I've had clients who they thought it was going to be a certain thing and then it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Or they judge what they're seeing or they question what they're seeing. It's like, is it real? Is it true? Is it really the way I think it is? So then you start in your conscious mind again and all those wheels are turning and you get to miss the beauty of what's actually happening. Yes. So with the past life, with this session, so basically here's what happens. I'm always going to do a consultation over the phone with a client before they even come, because I want to know, you know, what is it that you're really looking for? You know, why is it that you want to do a past life? Because it is a unique type of session. What's the goal that you want to achieve? What have you learned? What has people told you? Has somebody said something to you? Oh, you were a gladiator in another lifetime, or you're a witch, of course, which we all, all of us who are doing it, by the way, I'm sure we were, I've burned at the stake, I don't know how many times. But, you know, I want to know that background with you and find out what your knowledge is and find out what your knowledge of the hypnosis process is going to be. And then when you come in, I'm going to get a little bit more life history with you. I want to know about you because we are based on our programming. So what we've seen and learned growing up, what your parents have told you, what has your teachers in school what religion are you? So everything creates your belief system and your program and that programming for some people, you can have blinders on your eyes and it's just set. This is the way it is. But 
I kind of want you to take those blinders off and say, well, could it possibly be, you know, that there's so many options that everything that's out there that you could possibly fathom could be true? You know, could it be possible that you have lived multiple lives? And I don't know how many the earth has been here for billions and billions of years. You could have been a bug in a past life. I had a lady who was a dinosaur, you know, a few months ago, baby dinosaur. And that was awesome. So I want to get rid of any misconceptions and just take a look at those beliefs, whatever books that you've read and people that you've talked to. I want you to throw those away and just come in and just be a blank canvas for me because your experience is going to be different than the client before, than the other people that I've had last week. And it's your experience. And I have no judgment. And I just want you to go with the process. So when you go into hypnosis and go into past lives, I'm going to take you down into a very, very deep state. Sometimes I will do a little practice with my clients and I'll regress you, which means I just put you in hypnosis and take you back through this lifetime from the age that you are now to your young adult years, to your childhood years, to when you were born and so forth. And just see what memories come up, because I want to see the techniques that you're using. Are you visualizing? Can you see clear pictures in your mind? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you seeing them, like we said, through your eyes? Are you seeing your feet as you walk down the staircase? Are you seeing your body? Or are you watching yourself go down? And either one is fine. So for some people doing this process, it's a little bit safer and easier, I would say, probably about 70% of people watch it dissociated where they can see themselves. Myself, I'm more dissociated because I like to analyze as a therapist, here's me, here's my past life, here's what's happening. So I kind of put it all together. Mm -hmm. I want to know how you're experiencing it. And then I may take you through the regression first and then just release you from your physical form and go into just energy and explore And then when we come back down into a past life, come back down to a time, and I always say, in which you may have lived, you know, so I just keep it open. And then when we go into that experience, I want you, the first thing to do is just explore the form that you are in. So whatever people have told you, oh, I think you were this in a past life, I think you were this, you may not go there. Because you've heard it and it, that actually may not have been your past life. Or maybe it's not the past life that's the most significant for you right now. Because I want to tackle whatever issue that you're dealing with. You can come in really open and curious and just, I want to try this. But most people come in because they want to know, why do I have this fear or phobia in my life I cannot get rid of? Why do I keep attracting these same relationships and these same patterns in these relationships over and over and over again? I want to know who my parents were, my partner is, my children. So they have specific sets of questions. So for you, hearing that you were a gladiator in a past life, and now you go down and you're just a peasant and you're working on a ranch with sheep, it's going to confuse you a little bit. So I want you just to go in and say, whatever happens, I'm just going to allow it to flow because that's when it gets fun for me is... Let's go be that baby brontosaurus and let's (laughs) be that peasant on the farm because I can go to a gladiator time another time, but this is what's relevant and what's happening with you right now. And I think that is really great to point out. And the other thing that I want to point out is that if you do this multiple times, 
every experience is different. So if you get one thing one time and you do it again, you may not get the same thing. You may not go to the same lifetime. You may get a whole totally different lifetime. So every experience, every time you go in can be completely different. So that's something that, you know, I want the audience to know as well. If you're going in as a blank canvas, every time you go, go in as a blank canvas because you never know what art is going to form for you when you're in that particular experience on that particular day. Yeah. And we can go in with an intention of wanting to know more about maybe you have something physically going on in your body, you know. For example, I'll give you a quick story of a client. I had a client come in quite a long time ago, and he had quite a few years of just dealing with pain in his neck. And he would just get this excruciating pain and went to all of the doctors, even, you know, went in to go see if he needed to have neck surgery, and they were not finding anything, but was always in so much pain. Doctors, chiropractors, everybody trying to help him, acupuncturists. And nothing was working. And he was taking pain medication. He didn't want to do that anymore. So finally, somebody said, why don't you try hypnosis? And maybe it's a past life thing. And called me up and we explored that. And I said, well, come on in. Let's see what happened. And we went into a past life. And granted, this guy has never done hypnosis before, never did a past life, really didn't even know anything about it. So he was pretty open to the experience. And we went into the past life and we went back to Civil War time and he was a soldier in the war. And wherever you go in, so when you drop into a past life, you're going to drop into a time and a year that's important right now in that moment. So you could drop in and now you're 30, but I'm going to take you through that process, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And I want to take you all the way back before when you were young and then move forward. So for me, it's kind of like I have the remote control of a movie. Mm. So he dropped right in and he was immediately in the war and he was in battle. And so I let him experience that. But I wanted to know a little bit before. And he ran away from home. He was struggling with his family and ran away from home and just joined the military. And he was really young. He was, I think, as only like 15 or 16, but he said he was older. Mm. He's just a little kid and joined the military. So they were out on the battlefield. And what happened is he got stabbed in the neck with a bayonet. And that's the knife on the end, right in the same place that his pain is. And that's how he died. So stabbed in the neck and he was experiencing the whole thing. So he actually went fully into the past life and was associated and he could see what was happening. He could hear, he could smell, and he could feel the bayonet going in and then the experience. And I will always take my clients through what I call the transition phase of that or the death transition. And you know, it's a very, very safe process. You can't get stuck in a past life. You can't die when you're doing this in hypnosis. It is literally like watching a movie or being in a movie. And we wanted to experience that. And so I can take you through that process or we can rise above and watch it from a safe distance if it's a little traumatic. But he wanted to experience it. And so he experienced what it was like to have been alone. And he remembered he ran away from home and his parents didn't know where he was. They didn't 
No, he was in the military in the war. So that whole fear and that guilt that he had, and this area is your communication as well and your throat and your, you know, your shoulders area. And so he carried that pain and that guilt of, I never got a chance to tell my family I love them again. And we did a whole bunch of work and he came out afterwards and, you know, he was very exhausted, but I'm saying, how do you feel? And he's just like, well, the pain is gone. I'm like, interesting. What do you mean? He goes, it's gone. I guess I was carrying that pain and that guilt energetically, you know, in my physical body in this life. And now I got it. So that's what happens. You can go into that past life and say, oh, well, that's what happened then. There's nothing going on in this life that's triggering this now. Maybe put two and two together. And that's what he did. My goodness, I'm telling you, the pain went away. That's amazing. Fascinates me beyond belief because I didn't do it. I'm just guiding you. I'm just asking you the questions. You're the one who's doing that. So was it real? People ask me all this time, how do you know it's real? And you know, it matter? matter, right? How do you, how do you, just making that up? And I always tell you, I really don't care if it helps you to understand yourself or the world or the universe or whoever's around you or help you get closure on something, then that's what's important. Not, is it real? Right. I had people go back and research. Did I have him go back and research? Yes. And with computers, you know, it's great. Back in the day, I used to have to go to the library and look things up in the books. And I'd look at pictures of what I would see. Mm -hmm. And he went back in and he did the research and he saw the uniform and he said, oh, I was with the Union soldiers and I was wearing that uniform. And yes, there was a battle on this field in that town, in that area. And so he got a lot of the details, which confirmed to him that that story was real. And I can let go of that energetic story from the past. And I don't need to carry that along because in this life, he was also struggling with his relationship with his family and his parents. And so it just kind of came up. And after that, things just changed for him and he was able to heal a lot of those physical, mental and emotional and what I call spiritual wounds. So that's actually one of my favorite stories. I've got hundreds of them, but that was a very interesting one. I mean, our minds are so powerful. That when we say, does it matter? Does it really? Because your mind, your body don't really know the difference. So if that's what you need to heal in this lifetime, then that's what you need. Because one of my questions was going to be, how do you think past life regression can create transformation for people? But in this story, you've basically just explained how this man had transformed his life through releasing pain. And getting more information, because I think a lot of times all this is, is information. And then what do you do with that information? And that's what creates the permanent transformation, because now he's pain-free because he was able to see what happened and process what happened Mm -hmm. and then come back and say, oh, I don't need to carry this anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're only as smart as science technology, medicine, religion, politics, whatever wants us to be in this moment. I mean, if we grew up with these experiences and with this knowledge of, oh, yes, what you're seeing and hearing could be real. You know, yes, you were talking to grandma when she came into your bedroom last night, even though she passed away five years ago. 
oh, yes, you probably were talking to grandma, or yes, the angels that you're seeing, yes, that's possible. Instead of no, 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 you can't be talking to grandma, oh, she's been dead forever, and oh, you didn't see angels, oh, no, you don't have that intuition, oh, don't listen to that, that's not right. So when we start just opening up, because there are a lot of cultures that are out there, and we go all the way back through the history of time, we used to be much more open. We used to be able to read things. And there was always shamans in the tribe and medicine men and women. And there was always oracles or people that we can go to that had what we would call a gift. But we all have gifts. So if you ever traveled, you know, and we talk about travel, if you've ever traveled and been somewhere and you felt like this feels comfortable or I've been here before, this happens to me a lot then that could be a past life hint for you. If you've traveled and you go to a location and you're just like, oh, I don't like this city. Oh, I don't like this town. Oh, I'm not liking the energy of this space or this country. Could have been another past life hit or hint that you're getting. And maybe that was a past life that was a difficult life for you. You know, we didn't have positive, happy past lives all the time. And when you look at history, you know, we live a long time now. Well, back in the day, you did die young. You did die in childbirth. They didn't have medicine. If you got injured, yes, you probably did have to have your leg amputated and you maybe didn't survive. So there was a lot of struggle in the different cultures. But I love traveling and going to new places. And then sometimes I just like to sit outside somewhere or go into an old historic building and, you know, I'll touch the wall. If it's an original wall or, you know, something that's there, I was going, I was in a place just a few months ago out here in California in Camarillo. It was a very historic house. And I was going down the railing and I was just touching the railing. And I was just thinking how many hundreds, if not you know, thousands of people have touched this railing going through time. And then there was a picture on the wall of the women who used to live in this historic house. And it was a picture of them, it was a painting of them mm-hmm. looking out, you know, over the balcony when the balcony was right there with the window overlooking the green lawn. And I'm looking at this painting and I'm looking at this picture and, and all of a sudden I'm standing on this balcony and I could see what they were seeing. I could go back in time. So I can open up channels and portals with that. But if you've ever met somebody and you feel like you've known them forever and you become best friends automatically, maybe they were with you at a past life. You know, so you eat something, you, you try something, you smell something. They're all little hits of experiences because everything is energy. Remember, an energy doesn't die. It just transforms to different levels with that. So I love it when people travel and I say, when you're going there, go there and see what it's like to have lived back then. Don't be a tourist when you travel. Mm. Go there and be part of that town, that village, that country, that city. Really get involved with it and go beyond, oh, this is such a cool historic building to what if I lived in this castle? What would it have been like to have lived in this castle, to have needed to take this boat across the ocean to go over to this country? to have ridden horseback or in a carriage? What would I have worn back then? What did they eat back then? What did it smell like back then? So have you traveled somewhere and actually 
gone into and realized I was here, not just seeing what they were seeing because you've opened that portal, but just actually knowing it's like, yes, I lived here. I was here. Yes. I have a lot of past lives. I always say, you know, my three main past lives, which of course, look at that. You know, I was, when I was born, my first Halloween, my mother dressed me as a witch, full witch regalia. She put a little black hat on and everything. (laughs) I've always been, you know, attracted to the medicine shamanic type of thing. And witchcraft is not witchcraft, but just healing modalities. And then I was very connected with Egypt. And as a child, I was fascinated with Egypt, just fascinated with Cleopatra and Egypt and dinosaurs, by the way, obsessed with dinosaurs. Then also some of the Victorian times with that. And so when I went to Rome for the first time, never been to Italy before, never been to Rome, I was walking around Rome. And I knew where everything was. And all of a sudden, I was understanding Italian. I don't speak another language. I was understanding Italian. And we'd go down these cobblestone roads and so forth. And I would know exactly which road or which path to go down to see the next, you know, we were touring to the next historic site. And I knew what was going to be around the corner. And then when I got to the Colosseum in Rome, it was just this overwhelming sense of, oh my God, I've been here so many times, not as a gladiator, but I was a working girl. And people don't know that in the Colosseum in Rome, all those arches that were there, they had working girls in every one of the arches all around the Colosseum. Because, you know, when they were doing the big events and so forth, there was a lot of energy and a lot of things. And they needed to have these working girls take care of the needs and the food and the water and so forth. So I was there and I could just sense all of that was going on. And we went with the tour and then I tried to hide because I wanted to spend the night in the Coliseum. <laughs> I just wanted to stay there overnight and just really be involved with that. It was so cool to be there. I was in Peru a few years ago and we were in the Amazon jungle and I didn't need to come home. I was so happy just looking at the plants and looking at the bugs. And I was working with the shamanic tribe that was there actually. And the little kids that were running around, I'm like, what a life they have. They were so happy to just be picking up these bugs and looking at the plants. And I was just at home. I felt really, really good with that. But I'll have experiences to where I'll tell you the latest one was in upstate New York. And I went to go visit a friend who lives on the Finger Lakes in Lake Seneca, I believe. And I was driving to her home, but it was kind of out in the country a little bit. And we're going through, and I'm just looking out into the fields and all the very historic town, historic houses. And all of a sudden, I just got this whole wave of the slavery. This is upstate New York. And I'm thinking... This is strange. And I just felt a presence, just a a wave of the energy kind of just going through this area, like this field. And I was just getting information of just people going, 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 going. And I went back and I was talking to my friends. I'm like, you know, the history of this area and because I'm getting slavery going through here. And they're like, oh, no, not really. And I looked it up and that's where the Underground Railroad was going and Harriet Tubman whose house was just 40 minutes away, that's where she was taking people to go 
all the way from down south, all the way up through Canada. Wow. And nobody even knew that. My friend's family wasn't even aware of that. How do you not know that and see that and feel that? And I was so upset I wanted to go visit her home, but it was closed. And it's a historic site, but I could just sense that whole thing was there. And I had another experience with that that was in Pennsylvania to where we were driving through and we were going to go stay at a bed and breakfast, like an inn. And we came upon a battlefield that was there. And my partner at the time wanted to go look at the battlefield, the historic battlefield. And I didn't know which one it was. I didn't know the history of Pennsylvania or anything. And we pulled up and I immediately said, I can't go in there. I said, they killed a lot of Indians in there. I can't go in there because I'm very connected with the Native American. He said, how do you know? I said, I can't go in. You go in, I'm going to stay in the car. And he went over and looked at the sign. And sure enough, it was a battlefield. And it was a battle between the, it was like Civil War time again and with the Indians. And went explored, but he didn't pick anything up. But I could not go into that area. And then when we went to go to stay at the inn, I was walking in and there was a third floor that was blocked off. And I just walked in and I said, oh, that's where they had the brothel. Interesting. And I said, well, that's closed. You can't go up there. That's where the brothel is. And go through the inn. It was really amazing. Then we walked around outside. And once again, I don't know if it's just the area, I was walking through and there was a little river that ran behind the inn. And it was up the brush and the hill was kind of grown up on both sides. And we were walking through and I could see in the side of the little hill, there was little caves in there almost, little tiny things. And I was walking. I'm like, oh, that'd be the perfect place to hide. I would have hid right there. And when we came back later that night, we had dinner and the innkeeper came down and we were talking and I said, well, can you tell me the history of this place? He goes, well, you know, presidents have been through here, the Civil War, people have been through here. And I said, but yeah, tell me about the third floor. He goes, oh, well, that was the brothel. And my partner, he's like, what? And I said, he goes, yeah, that's where we had the brothel. And I said, uh-huh. And down by the river, there's a lot of, you know, little caves. He goes. Yeah, that's where, once again, they had the Underground Railway. That's where people were hiding when they were escaping. And also in the military, that's where they would hide. And underneath the house, we had tunnels to help some of the military and the boys and with the Underground Railway, with the slaves. I'm like, you've got to be joking me. And so I was sensing that and had no clue the history of it. So that's what I'm saying. When you travel, travel in a different way. And you'll be able to have so much come up that it's going to be such a different vacation for you, a different experience for you when you tap into the energy of the space. I think that is really interesting because I have had experiences when, or should I say, well, when and where I have been to a space and then just felt like home, but I've also been to other places where the energy is like so strong. It's like, no, I can't do this. I can't go into that place. But then like most people, I've been to other places where I don't feel anything. And it's just, oh, this is a nice spot. But yeah, it is a different way to travel. And I love that you brought this up to actually travel, not only with an open mind, but with open energy, because then you don't know what you're going to pick up. And how it might even relate or help you, you know, whether it's okay, I was able to pick this up and it's true. So that's 
one of my gifts, or I felt this, that's my intuition. I can trust it more. Mm -hmm. So even those things that seem little can be monumental in helping you transform your life, depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish. So given that, can you take us on maybe a short journey that people can do at home to just just wet their whistle a little bit to, for the <laughs> whole past <laughs> life regression thing? <laughs> so let's just do this then. We'll do a quick little thing. And it's just a little bit easier if you want to close your eyes. You don't have to close your eyes if you don't want to. I'm not really going to take anybody into hypnosis. Let's just do a guided imagery, a guided visualization process. and. What we can do right now is just think of something that you're really curious about and think about something, you know, and we can close our eyes right now and take some nice deep breaths in, but just go back to when you were a child and just remember what was it that you were so fascinated with? What did you want to be as a child? Did you watch a TV show or did you watch a movie and you thought, ah, oh, that would be so cool, so interesting to go there or to be that. And recognize because we all have something that spoke to us when we were just a little kid because our imagination was so open back then. We didn't have all the programs and we didn't have all the beliefs that we do as an adult. So with our imagination and just our fantasy part of our mind, if we breathe and sink down into our physical bodies, knowing that we are in this space, in this time, we chose this form for a reason right now. What if we could just gently float out of our bodies? What if we could just leave our physical body just real safe right here in this position and just our, our spirit, our energy, our soul could just float up as if it's a timeline. We can float up out of our body for a moment and just notice ourselves down below as if we could just see our bodies down below. And if our life is a timeline, we can feel where our past is in our timeline, what direction that would be in relationship to your body. Is it to the left or the right or the front or the back? And just imagine, pretend, and just visualize if we could go all the way back through time and space, through the universe, to go back to a time in which you may have lived that maybe you were so curious and fascinated with as a child, and we could just pretend we can go in. And I wonder if we could just drop into that time right now. And if you were to be in that body, would you have been a male or a female back then? Where would you have lived? Would it be a city, a town, a village? Was it a big community? Was it a small tribe? Could you have been a human, an animal? We're not always human from somewhere else, someplace else. But if you could have been anything, anyone in a time before this body, who or what would have that been? And then being in that form, just experience the environment. Are you inside? Are you outside? If you are human, what are you wearing? Who is around you? Do you have family? Do you have friends? If you're older, what do you do for work? Are you working? Do you have children? And then if you were to be in that time, in that life, in that body, and just so quickly, because the mind works so fast, and just this experience right now go into 
a significant event in that life because a subconscious mind does store all memories from now and the beginning of time. What would be a very significant event that you experienced in that lifetime? And go through that event right now, just taking the information that you need. And in that lifetime, do you recognize anybody that's familiar and current with you now, anybody that you see in your life now that was with you back then? And the event that happened back then, how is it relating to you now physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? And then go just through the entire process of that lifetime, however you're seeing it, hearing it, or feeling it. It's what we call having knowing of that lifetime. Go all the way just for a moment to the end of that lifetime. How long did you live? How old were you? How did you transition out of that lifetime? And then come back and just leave that imagery and visualization for a moment. Now it's just a glimpse in our life and go back up into our timeline. And when we can just take a look back at that past life, whether or not you went there or your mind was just curious, what did you learn? What can you take and leave? If there's any negative experience, how can we leave that behind as we come back and open our eyes and breathe? Just realize that. That was then and this is now. And how can you take the learnings, the teachings from that and understand yourself a little bit better right now? Because we are just an accumulation of every life, of all energy, of the universe, of the earth. It's just an accumulation of energy in this form, in this body, in this experience, in this year right now. So bring yourself back for a moment and just see what happened? Did you go somewhere? Did you have a glimpse of something? And when I do groups, actually, it's a longer process, but some people have quite a few different past lives they drop into. They get a couple maybe they're seeing, not just one. And sometimes I've had people go in and they don't see anything at all, but they could all of a sudden have a smell or they have a taste in their mouth. I had a client who could hear something. He knew he was on a battleship. And he could hear the ocean and the waves and he knew what was going on, but he couldn't see anything. And some people just have that gut experience, that knowing. So I'll do that once in a while with people. So for you, what happened? Did anything come up real quick? Did you explore? What was that very, very short experience like for you? Well, (laughs) when you said one of the things when you were small, younger, what Mm -hmm. did you want to be? Mm-hmm. And my answer was rich. Child, you wanted to be rich. Did your family come from wealth or a history of that or no? Some parts of my family did. Most of my family didn't. And I didn't really know the part of my family that did come from wealth, but I just always knew that's what I want. Mm-hmm. So as I'm dropping in, I was in another time and the Victorian time, I think is a time that I've spent a lot of time in because I love Victorian homes and Mm -hmm. the whole, I love the outfits. And so I, that's where I went. (laughs) Funny that we were talking about that in the beginning. Yeah. And of course, suggestibility, right? So it could have been that, but again, that's where I went and saw myself in my tight corset, but it also brought in. You were a female. female. Yeah. But then also brought in 
the home, which was a really nice big home, but the mate for that version of me was just really a loving human being. And Mm -hmm. of course, you know, back then wealth is measured in different ways. I don't know where the wealth came from. It just was there. Mm -hmm. So what did you look like? What did you look like? Did you have a glimpse of what you looked like or were you in it just looking through your own eyes? It was kind of a little bit of both. In it looking through my own eyes, but then back seeing it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting the way it kind of played. But yeah, I was Caucasian, brunette. What color was your hair? Brownish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then it's just sort of a glimpse because as I'm in it, I just had this person come in and just really happy to see me and pick me up and spin me around. And then that was like, then it was like done. <laughs> so what happens with me a lot is when I'm doing past lives on people, I will get things. I'm not going to tell you until afterwards, but I'll sometimes go there with you and I'll be in the past life with you and I'll be in that energetic journey state with you. So right when we were talking, I said, well, you know, where were you? Who were you? And so forth. I immediately picked up that you were a Caucasian female. I got like a lighter brownish hair and very similar to what you were talking about. Interesting. That is way interesting. So yes, we're definitely going to have to talk about that after. (laughs) What did you say? But I'll get glimpses of things. So when people going through the past lives, sometimes they're afraid to say what they're really seeing. And I always tell people, I have seen it all, heard it all. I have done it all. Nothing phases me. Literally nothing phases me. So it doesn't matter. I don't care what you see. I need you to say it because if you're keeping it in your head and you're analyzing it, then you're going to confuse it because I can ask you that one question that's going to take you in that area that you need to go. Okay. We can do past lives on ourselves. I have you know, on my website, there's a series of past life regression um, MP3s that I have. You can do them on yourself, which is great. I love doing my own. But when it's guided, then we can take that information that you're saying and say, okay, well, who was that little girl? Who was that woman? Tell me more about the space. Tell me more about the family and the partner. And who was it that picked you up and, you know, was twirling you around and so forth? And then how do they relate to you now? So I can go into so many different levels with it. But very, very cool. You know, it'd be interesting to see um, hear what your, your listeners got as well. But another thing that I do is my friends and family think I'm crazy, of course, right? But doing this since I was young is when I watch period pieces, whether it's a documentary, even on TV, or if I go to a movie and it's historic period pieces, meaning out of this time, okay? or before my time. So I was born in the 60s. It'd have to be before my time. Then what I do is I try to go into tunnel vision. So I'll watch the TV and then I will do this. I will take my hand, put it with my eye, and I'm going to block out everything around. So I'm not seeing the room. I'm not seeing the screen of the TV or the theater movie. I go just like this so I can zoom in and I put myself in the scene. So now I am there in the Victorian era and I'm at the ballroom dance, you know, and so I am there and I'm looking, I'm looking at that 
woman who on the movie is looking at the other character that's there, but I'm the third person. So I go in as a third person and I start thinking, what would it smell like? What would it have sounded like? What would it have felt like to have worn that? What are they eating? What would that have tasted like about that? How would it have been to have eaten food without utensils? You know, what was it? Or drink your tea a certain way. So I'll go into the movie or the show. And by doing that, I can get a lot of downloads, a lot of information of, did I possibly live back then? Was it comfortable? Is it relatable? Or, ooh, you know, sometimes I have to stop because it was a difficult past life or it was a traumatic past life for me. And so I have to kind of snap out of it. But that's how I do it. And that's how I can explore past lives every single day. So whether I am literally traveling around the world or I am traveling through the TV or the movie screen, I am traveling from this lifetime into past lives. And I also do future lifetime experiences. I I can take you into the future if you want to go and see. (laughs) I can take you there later. That'll be another podcast. We'll do that one again. Yes, that should be fun to do that. I really want to thank you for being here, for giving us that experience. So let people know where they can find you and if you have anything coming up that they should know about. So I am The Mind Coach and you can go to themindcoach.com. And on there, I do have quite a few clips of some TV shows. I did a show with Josh Gates on Expedition Unknown where I actually took him through a past life. Mm, I love that show. That was so amazing. We did a past life and he was a whaler back in England. And got names, we got dates, we got locations, got the name of the boat. And then the crew actually looked it up and they found the name of the guy and the name of the boat and the family. And he was blown away. So I did a whole afterlife series with him. I'm actually going to be on a game show coming up called The Floor. It's coming up. So if you've seen The Floor coming out. And then we're working on a new show right now. It's called The Hypno Challenge, and that's going to be out in 2024. And we have Michael Beckwith is going to be on there. We have four coaches and Michael Beckwith is the leader of the Agape Spiritual Center out here. And he was on The Secret. He's in a lot of different shows. He's on Gaia right now, the Gaia Network with the whole documentary about the heart and about love. So Michael Beckwith, I also have Eric Roberts as hosting and he's a famous actor. He's the brother of Julia Roberts. And then we have Isa Bagirov and we also have Tristan King and myself. So we're going to have a group of people come on that are going through just life challenges. And we're going to have them go through challenges again to shift their perspective, mind, body, emotion, and spirit and have a whole different outcome. So if you're, you know, at your bottom, if you've financially lost all your money or you're dealing with fears or phobias or medical stuff or even addictions, we're going to take you on a whole episodic journey of healing. So that will be coming up in 2024. But yeah, go on to the Mind Coach and I've got products there. I see clients in my office here in Woodland Hills, California, but I also do Zoom sessions and I work with people all around the country and actually internationally. So I'd love to have you come on. Well, that would be amazing. So you guys, you can look her up and she is an amazing human being. She's a great teacher. She's a lovely coach. So... I can't do anything but sing her praises. And I can't wait to have her back so we can talk about future lives. So thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you so much. It was fabulous. Take care.